Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. We are Vicky B and Sammy Z, two cousins creating a space for women to laugh, grow, and stumble through their 20s. This community is all about embracing your inner weirdo while manifesting that boss ass babe you know you are. Grab a drink and get ready for lots of laughs, honest chats, and authentic advice every Thursday. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget, to follow us on Instagram at Stumbling Along. And here's this week's episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Hello? 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 Oh my gosh! Hi guys! <laughs> that was my I got you moment. She's for, changing things up. I'm changing things up. I bet you're like, uh, what's wrong with Sammy Z? She's here, just punking you. Welcome back to Stumbling Along with Vicky. She has a new mic. Yeah, exactly. I have a new mic, and that's why I'm being really extra today. But it's another amazing Thursday, isn't it, Vicky B? It is. We have on the podcast today Kayla Miller, a friend from university. We were in the same sorority, so it was really nice to connect with her. And we talked about the divine feminine archetypes. Yeah, I know you don't know what that means, but continue listening, and Kayla's going to explain it to us. But basically... The divine feminine archetypes are these four different women that embody different stages of your menstrual cycle. And throughout the podcast this week, we use the term moon time to kind of explain that as a synonym for the cycle. Yeah, so when you bleed. But it was a super great conversation and you'll feel more empowered about your menstrual cycle after you listen yeah, and you know, really um, what I loved about this episode was that it really taught you how to connect your work, your life, your relationships all to your body as women, which I feel like we all could always get some reassurance on that. So yeah, it was amazing. Me and Vicky B had limited knowledge on it. And I feel like we left um, that recording pretty, pretty stoked. I keep like re- Googling about it now. Yeah, you, you keep Googling? Well, I Googled before, but now I'm definitely going to Google after. <laughs> so say, we just... You always call just, me out. Well, just trying trying to call you out. Yeah. Whatever. Keep you guys honest. will all be Googling after the episode too. So, bada boom, bada bing. With further ado, let's talk to Kayla Miller. Hey, Kayla. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Stumbling Along. Thank you. It's an honor. We're You're super so excited to have yeah. you. So tell us, um, let's start with your story. Tell us what you're doing now and kind of how you got there. So right now, I like I just recently launched my brand or business, if you will, um, called Soul Key. And uh, what it is is basically a, a mix of sort of what I studied in school, which is art history and then uh, expressive arts practicing. So it's like using the arts as healing modalities. Um, You know, in school, we've been taught so much that um, art and drama and music, all these things are skill based, but there's actually so much power in them um, without skill, just the process of creating um, and the healing that comes along with it. Um, So I'm working with that and also my personal painting practice. And Yeah, so I'm just um, painting, living, um, doing tarot readings for people as well with like an arts-based approach and uh, yeah, just using the arts to 
sort of like heal and work through things for myself and then to guide other people as well into creative empowerment. That's awesome. Yeah. Have the arts always been something that you've done throughout your own like youth and up till your up in your and your upbringing yeah so um more so like skill-based though um you know like like I said growing up you're always taught like you have an art class and your art is graded and um I always liked to create specifically like visual arts um and I was a dancer as well but again it was like choreographed skill-based dance um but only recently maybe like about a year ago I started um, seeing the arts as more of this sort of like healing modality. And so my perspective on arts and creative expression has really shifted in the last year. So yes and no. (laughs) What kind of brought you towards opening up your own business, Soul Key? How'd you Um, do it? How did I do it? So I actually, for Christmas, I got this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I would recommend this to everybody like you do not have to be creative or an artist um I say that in quotations um (laughs) to benefit from this book it's all about like living an empowered life and um coming into your creativity and uh, I'd originally planned to go to um school to become a registered art therapist but through reading this book and doing activities that come along with it I realized that I was suffering from imposter syndrome and I just continuously wanted to keep getting more degrees more um like education in this sense but I realized that that wasn't really actually benefiting me anymore and I already have all of the qualifications and I have all of the um, experience that I felt I needed to actually just make the moves and do the things so it kind of came up um, over the past couple of months that I really wanted to both share my art and um, get that out in the world as well as Uh, help other people come into creative empowerment the way that I've done so for myself over the past year. And uh, so I took a Skillshare course called Visionary Branding for Creatives or something like this and uh, sort of just built Solkey. And it's I I think of it almost as this sort of uh, external um, energy that's sort of it's its own thing and it's almost like chosen my body to birth it if that makes sense like it's like a it's its own thing and it's just kind of come through me and uh, I just kind of let it and so I didn't apply to art therapy school and I'm just making the moves and doing the things and trying to get over that imposter syndrome I that's awesome and I totally feel the imposter syndrome like you yeah feel it's like a you big need to thing have a degree to like do something to qualify you exactly and it's like I have an undergrad I have a grad certificate like I have all of these things and I'm still like thinking oh I should apply for more school I should do more things and um, it just kind of never stops and then you just got to step back and say okay like what can I make with what I have yeah and I also feel like the whole getting the degree is sometimes like a scapegoat like oh if I just do one more degree I I can put off what I really want to do for just a couple more years until I like until it's like the perfect time but as we all know there's never like a perfect time to like jump into what you want to do you just kind of have to do it and that seems to be exactly what you're doing yeah exactly it just kind of stopped like hiding behind this this degree and uh yeah I'm trying to really come into that empowerment and bring it to others as well 
And what is it like since that you've started your business and you've been living out what you wanted to do? It's really good. It feels really, really in alignment. And uh, I'm, yeah, experiencing a lot of synchronicities. And um, I've had a lot of support from people in my community as well. I've done a few tarot readings for friends and acquaintances. And uh, I've received a lot of like really positive feedback on my paintings and stuff like that. Um, it's It's harder though you know, like with social media and stuff, when I post like paintings on my personal account, and I've talked to other artists about this as well is like, we post this thing that um, we poured our heart and soul into and it gets very little attention in comparison to like a shitty quality selfie or something like this, you know, and it's like, why is there not this much love towards this thing that means so much. Um, And so it's been a lot of like pushing past that and knowing that the amount of followers or likes or stuff that it's getting on social media is not equivalent to the value of the piece, you know? So trying to start something on social media um, and understanding that it takes time is something that I'm going through right now. But uh, yeah, I've really sort of been working to step back and not attribute um, the popularity of it on social media to the value of what it actually is. That's, That's like, a really good reminder because even for us, when we post stuff on social and we're like, oh, this is a great post, like this was m- like meaningful and it doesn't get as much love as we thought. But when you post like usually pictures of like people work so much better. Mm-hmm. So totally understand that. Right. You just and need to make sure you don't put that value, like take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with something that's such soul work, you know, like these paintings are like explorations of my soul and they're very meditative like they're so deep and so meaningful um that it would just be so toxic to my art to associate um likes with any form of value you know and how did you kind of grasp that and learn have you learned to kind of disconnect the two because I feel like it's so hard sometimes for people who really want something to be successful to kind of disattach the value from like the likes Yeah, I think um, the way that I view creativity is really um, unique from, I think, a lot of common understanding of it. But I feel that, like, my body is just this vessel for divine creation. I think that, like, the paintings come to me as intuitive visions. Um, They don't feel like mine. I think it's almost, almost selfish to claim them as my own. Like I think that they're these divine entities and they just, they come to me knowing that I have like the hands to hold a paintbrush and the eyes to see color and that I can like put it together. So to understand that this painting or this form of creative expression is not mine. It's just something that's moving through me. And that really allows me to step back and say, you know what, this is something that needed to come through and whether it resonates or not it's not really mine so it helps me to kind of disassociate from it in that way as much as it is an exploration of myself and it as much as it is like um, bringing to life this vision that I've had and it is very personal it is so far more than that you know and uh, I'm able to take my sort of like ego self out of it and just let it be what it is and like open up the channel to let things flow as they must. 
yeah i just like you're so to, deep i know i had like, to like absorb <laughs> that all in i was like so true though because where does idea come from and it's everything around us and you have those skills and i think everyone can relate with that whether it's like a sport they play or any other um skills that they have you that's a really great way to kind of detach the two um worth versus like yeah absolutely Another um, word that kind of like was like a keyword for me is when you said divine. And I know you said you have a lot of experience discussing kind of the divine feminine archetypes. Am I saying that correctly? Archetypes, yeah. Archetypes. <laughs> um, but me and Vicky B were like kind of doing a Google search and like I kind of lost my way in trying to figure out what it was. And then we would love it if you could kind of explain your relationship to that. And then we'll go from there. Yeah, so um, archetypes are kind of these almost like universal energies. And my most recent painting series was with the divine feminine archetypes. So um, they are sort of these forms of the divine feminine that exist within us as an energy. Um, And I'll start by explaining um, I was at an ashram, which is like a sort of place of spiritual study last summer. And uh, when I got there, they were explaining how when women are on their period, when they bleed, this sort of sacred moon time is an embodiment of the wise woman archetype. And so I started reading about the different divine feminine archetypes. And there's these sort of four um, phases or energies that we inhabit or that we embody as women as we go through our cycle. And I was really fascinated by this idea because uh, sometimes, like, so the four archetypes are, um, there's the maiden, the mother, the wild woman, and the crone. And we sort of circle through these four. And they all have their unique characteristics, and we all sort of embody them in different ways at different times. Um, And so, for example, the maiden archetype, is associated with the post-bleed. So right after you're done your period and uh, you sort of come into this maiden state. And you might notice that during this time you feel very fresh, very clean, very new, very inspired, wanting to like get out into the world and start new things. Um, That's the maiden archetype. Uh, Then we sort of move through into this mother archetype which is during ovulation and during this time we might feel that we're a bit more social we want to like host a potluck for our friends or we want to have meetings catch up with people like these kinds of things very like nurturing then we sort of come into this uh pre-bleed um phase that is usually deems this like PMS phase and this is the wild woman or the enchantress and we might feel very irritated very frustrated um, like we need to really set our boundaries like we need to be very clear about what we want and we sort of start stepping back from people and then we enter this wise woman phase which is during the bleed and when we're embodying this archetype we might have really vivid dreams we might um, feel that there's a lot of intuitive messages coming from us. We might want to avoid uh, spending time with men. It's a very like personal um, time that we sort of like separate ourselves from other people so that we can receive these intuitions. And 
this might sound familiar, might maybe not by these terms, but by understanding these archetypes within ourselves, we might understand, oh, you know, I feel really motivated to do things today. And then a couple weeks later, you're like, wow, like all my projects are shit. Everything's shit. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like everyone's annoying me. Why am I like this? You know, and coming into the understanding that naturally when we work with our cycle, we embody these different archetypes. We can come into a state of, oh, you know, like I'm in my wild woman phase right now. Um, This is sort of the archetype that is coming up for me during this time. Like how can I best align my actions and how can I honor this? Because that is divine as well, you know? That is just like so empowering if we associate our menstrual cycle more with these women Mm-hmm. But how can we connect to the more? So for me personally, I've done it through painting and that's my most recent series. But there are so many different ways that you can connect with these aspects of yourself. And one, the main thing I think is just awareness, like self-awareness. And um, because they sort of are in alignment with our moon time or with our cycle, we might know like okay so right now I'm bleeding I'm in my wise woman phase I can pay attention to my dreams if I have a dream I'll write it down and I'll think about what it means if uh you're in your wild woman phase you know and you're a you're in this PMS kind of state and uh you're feeling really frustrated you know you can put on like drumbeat music, like something really um, almost like tribal and and really like dance to it, you know, and like, and, and work with this energy. And so just sort of recognizing like, how am I feeling right now? And what actions would go with that? So if you're in this sort of maiden archetype phase, and you're feeling really inspired to connect with that, you can start a new project or start drawing a picture or um, reach out to somebody about an idea that you're having, you know, Um, those kinds of things are really using that energy for a really empowering way. And if you're in the mother phase and you're feeling like you can really take on things from other people, you can invite a couple of friends over, you know, in your circle or 10 people or whatever the COVID regulation is um, and and act on that, you know, and these little things are very, very nurturing. And if you're feeling really frustrated and irritated with people to recognize that and honor that, you know, and not try and host meetings during this time because you feel like you have to, but to just say, you know, like this isn't going to be the most beneficial thing for me right now and hold it off until you're feeling more inspired and to almost construct your work life around it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I actually have a question to kind of follow that. So like I'm sure a lot of girls can agree, including myself, I find my menstrual cycle to be very all over the place and not balanced. Mm -hmm. So how would that, because the way you've just described it is it's very like, linear step-by-step systematic but how can you be someone who maybe their moon time isn't very regular how can you kind of still embody it and relate to that when you're not 100% sure when it's coming or how it's working yeah yeah so this actually like speaks to me personally um a lot because um when I was at the ashram and learning about all of this I was on the birth control pill and I realized that 
when you're on the birth control pill, you don't actually have a real period. It's um, like when you bleed, it's a withdrawal bleed from the artificially induced state of this quasi-pregnancy that the hormones create. And so I was like, wow, I've like not actually had a real moon time for like seven years I was on the pill. Um, And so I decided to come off of it so I could connect with this like magical experience of being a woman. And since then, which has been over a year, my cycle has been very, very off. Um, And like sometimes I'll go three months without having a bleed. And uh, I've been working with these archetypes actually as a way to connect more to my cycle. And so painting them has been really helpful for me. Um, And even just noticing different feelings or intuitions kind of um, if you have no idea where you are take a step back and think like how am I feeling right now how am I feeling in my relationships am I feeling like I can support a lot of people right now am I feeling like I need my own space like I need to set boundaries am I feeling like very inspired and very creative right now it might not be like these like weak-ish um, right. phases, right? But mm-hmm. even if just taking a day by day and connecting, you know, how do I feel today? If I feel really inspired, you know, to think, oh, like this is the the maiden archetype and this is that divine goddess, you know? And if you're feeling like you need your space and um, your dreams are really vivid and things like this, then, oh, like I'm embodying this wise woman, like, and that's divine too, you know? And to honor each and every mood, Um, There's this pressure in our society, I feel like, to be in this, like, this mother archetype all the time, to constantly be taking care of people and to constantly be nurturing our projects and our friends and all of these things, but it's not realistic. And so each day, just notice how am I feeling today? What divine goddess am I embodying today? Right. Yeah, because I was going to say... we're always, as women, we're, there's always labels in our society on how to deal with things. So I was going to say, how has society maybe altered the perspective of these four or how does it make it more challenging to kind of connect with them? Because when you hear kind of a label on things, it really does skew the way it's interpreted. Yeah, so society, I feel like, is um, even just in its structure is very masculine. You know, like the whole Monday to Friday with weekends off, like that's a very masculine way of living whereas if we were to live by our cycles we would work um like shorter days but for three weeks and then have one week off you know that is how women are structured to work that is how that'd be so ideal (laughs) right and we're sort of like forced into this box of like a masculine structure you know and so whether you are feeling inspired and you're in this maiden archetype or whether you are in this wild woman archetype and you're feeling a bit more irritated and um you're still having to work the same you know you're not able to start to take steps back like would be ideal so um the best thing that we can do i think is to just understand Um, by checking in each day sort of where we are and what we can do for our work 
with that. So for example, um, if you're in the maiden phase and you're feeling really inspired, this is a good time to like organize and plan to clean. Um, if you're at work, this is a good time to clean your desk, like set everything up fresh, like, um, plan, play catch up. Cause maybe you just took a little bit of time off for your moon time. Um, and to just really get things started again. And then, when you're ovulating and you're in this mother phase, this is a good time where you can um, do a big launch. Uh, you can schedule meetings here. You can do your meal prep, like these kinds of things, and just take on these sort of tasks when you're feeling in the mood to do that. And then um, when you're sort of in this wild woman phase, you can sort of step back and um, not to do anything like that would burn a bridge or something like this because maybe you're not totally present. Um, and then sort of set up a few things that might need to get done, tie some uh, loose ends or whatever for the next week because you might feel that when you're bleeding that you want to take a bit of a step back from work. And then you'll thank yourself for prepping everything earlier and for your meal preps and all of this. Um, and then again, you'll come into a state where you can play catch up when you're feeling more inspired. So to just sort of set yourself up based on how you're feeling and uh, to know that it's very cyclical. So if you're at work and you're feeling really inspired, know to yourself, I'm not going to feel this way all the time. Um, I will feel this way again, but there will be a point where I'm not feeling super inspired. So I'm going to get as much done right now as possible so that my future self will thank me. Um, and I won't have the pressure of doing this nine to five with the same level of work every single week. And I think that's so important because I was doing digital marketing. Honestly, it was just really hard to always be creative, especially when your boss was constantly coming to you, asking you to create new marketing campaigns or create this and that. And you, there were just days where you're like, I not inspired. I'm not inspired. I can't do this. And they'd get upset and you'd be like, Ah, like, please, someone help me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you can't, you just can't expect yourself to be inspired all the time, you know? And uh, like, there are times where you're going to feel super inspired. And it's like taking advantage of that and being like, you know, today, I feel like I can create lots of things. So spending all day doing creative things, and maybe leaving aside some of the admin work that you can do later when you're not feeling like you can create very much you know what I mean to just understand that everything is is cyclical and to know like okay today I'm in the mood for this I'm gonna like really focus on this and then later I'm gonna be feeling this way and that's okay you know to validate I don't have to be creative all the time it's not in our biological makeup it's not going to be sustainable oh I think if everyone just like understands these archetypes more I think I don't know, we just feel like more positive about our cycle and about how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like a validation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost like on those days where you're feeling really frustrated, like you can't really do everything, every conversation is irritating you. Um, instead of saying like, why am I like this? Like, why can't I like create this marketing thing today? Like, why can't I do this or this or whatever we have to do um and instead saying you know wow this is divine as well you know like this is something to be honored this is something to be proud of you know and 
that goes with all of the stages of the cycle too, especially like in our society, this um, idea of bleeding has become so like dirty and like shamed, you know, but um, it's actually so sacred. And if you think of it as a gift, like there's, um, there's this story I would like to share with you that was passed down from one of my teachers at the ashram and, uh, it comes from indigenous North American tribes and it goes that creator created woman and creator gave woman the ability to take on the pains of her people. And when woman is without child, creator gives her the ability to hold this pain inside of her womb. And this was a great honor and she was really happy to do this for her community. Um, but one day the, the pains became too much. And she was overwhelmed by all of the feelings of other people being held inside of her. And so she ran into the forest and she was crying. And Moon appeared. And Moon said, woman, why do you cry? And she explained that taking on the pains of her community has become too much. And that she was feeling overwhelmed and that she couldn't take it anymore. So Moon said, I will speak to Ocean. And together we will create a way for you to release these pains each month. And so comes moon time. And so we sort of take on all of this stuff all the time. And we're taking on people's emotions. And especially for those of us who are empathetic to others, you know, and we like hold on to all of this stuff that being able to shed it is actually a beautiful gift, you know, and to honor that time of like release um, is so empowering. Like you were saying, Vicky B, like it's a really empowering thing to, to know these archetypes and to know that like when I'm bleeding, I am embodying this wise woman archetype, you know, I'm shedding and I'm releasing all these other, pe other people's stuff and I'm more open and receptive to divine messages, to the dream world, to intuitions and these things will be really helpful to manifest in the next phases of the cycle, you know. The wise woman doesn't do anything. She just receives. And then the maiden archetype will start to come up in our being. And that's when we feel really inspired. And that's when we can actually make tangible things from what we've received during our moon time. I love that. I love and that. And I think that like just it's also a great reminder that women aren't just like one type. Like how a lot of people view women as that mother archetype. Mm-hmm. But when we're women, a woman can be anything. And then these archetypes really like kind of like identify that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, when I was working on my paintings for them, it was a really beautiful way to see each of them in myself. You know, like I, I would receive this... Um, sort of intuitive vision of of what the woman would look like and I just felt so empowered by her and like as I was painting her I was questioning you know like how is she showing up in my life like what message can she send to me like how is she relating to me like all of these kinds of things and I would work with my journal too like when each painting is done and like write myself a message from them you know to say like you know I show up in your life in this way or this way and uh, this is a message that I have for you. And it was really empowering to see the different energies and the different messages that come from each one and how 
they can show up in my life to, yeah, understand myself as all four. And, you know, all women are like this. And we may um, have a tendency to suppress certain archetypes, you know, like, oh, I don't want to feel this way, or I don't like this part of myself, you know, but to recognize them as divine and to recognize them as just part of our, our being is, yeah, really empowering. I'm really curious to know, how did you paint the wise woman? Um, that one in particular is a really cool story, actually. Um, the wise woman, I, it was actually my first real bleed after I came off the pill. Um, and so it was a really powerful time for me and I was having a bath and the vision of this woman came into my mind so strongly that I got out of the bath and I started sketching her out and I started painting her the next day. And normally it takes me like between one to three months to do a painting. And this one I painted in six days. And it it just like I spent, I think I put my phone on airplane mode for like five hours a day and just painted like for six days straight. And she just flew out of me. It was, it almost felt like I was like taken over by this divine force. And my hands were just painting this thing that needed to come out. And it even like the the style is very different from my pieces before it. And so, um, yeah, so it came to me as this vision. And then I sort of sketched out what I saw. Um, and then the next day I meditated with it a little bit more and just allowed the, the vision to become clearer and clearer in my mind's eye. I started to see the colors. I started to see what would her hair be like? You know, what kind of symbols does she have with her? What, um, what colors are around? Like what season is she associated with? Like all of these things and the image just getting, kept getting more and more clear. And so I translated that onto the canvas and she just came out like, I don't know what other way to explain it, but she just flowed through my being. And it's really interesting because about a week after I finished it, I was walking home from the gym and I saw this big sign on the sidewalk literally stopping my path with an arrow pointing into a hotel that said Psychic Expo. And I was like, oh, like this is literally a sign. I feel like it stopped me in my path and I was like, I have to go in. And so I went in to find out more and like I bought myself a ticket and later that night I went into this expo and I met a shaman who looks exactly like the woman in my painting, like to a T. The way Shut her, up! I'm dead serious. The way her hairline fell, like everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the woman, like this is her, you know? And I was like, this woman has a message for me. And so I exchanged, I didn't have any money at the time because I'd like recently quit my job and um, all of this stuff. And so I said, you know, I don't have any money, but I have this painting and I, I feel like it's you. And I would love if we could do a reading in, ex like I'll give you a print of my painting in exchange for a reading. And she was all about it. We talked for like two hours. And it turns out that she was actually looking for someone to paint the Divine Feminine series for um, like a card deck that she was working on. So I've kind of been in contact with her a little bit here and there about that. This story has That's, given me absolute like shivers. Like, wow. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. Yeah. Speaking on that, how do you like, how are you more intuitive? Like how, how can we like 
have the intuition like that you've kind of practiced and seen? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's something that we all have. It's just sort of stepping into it. And um, something as simple as like, just listening to those little, like, messages in your head or like that gut feeling, you know, even if you're driving down the street and you just think to yourself, I feel like going this route today, just do it, you know, or um, if, uh, yeah, if you're like in a parking lot and you like choose a parking spot and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. I feel like driving up to that one over there then like do that because who knows, maybe someone would have come beside you and like whipped open their door and like door dinged you, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. just like listening to those tiny little things in your head or those like gut feelings like, oh, I I really feel like I want to reach out to this friend today. Or say you have a dream of like an old high school friend, you know, and you're like, wow, that person like just showed up in my dream. I wonder what that means. Maybe reach out to them, you know, and uh, just see how they're doing and maybe they'll have something to offer you or maybe it's like a path crossing or something like this and so just uh listening to that little voice inside and that and that gut feeling is really powerful um another way I find is to just painting painting or drawing to music like just scribble drawing with no Mm -hmm. particular um expectation of what it's going to look like and you might find that you see an image in the scribble and it has a message for you, you know, Um, like maybe you're scribbling, you're scribbling and you see like a tree line and you think, oh, wow, this looks like a tree line. Like, what do I associate this with? Um, And just like spending time with that, you know, Um, maybe it's like your intuition telling you that you need to go out into nature for a little while and maybe you'll find something along the path that will really inspire you or dancing is a really beautiful one for me um personally and I know a lot of other people as well is to just put on music and move to it and allow your body to almost be guided by the music without expectation of what it looks like or to have any choreography or anything like this and it just it's intuitive movement and that's a really good way to come into like listening to what you need what your higher self needs and uh yeah, really just listening. Yeah, when you do those things, it's like kind of the world shuts off and then you actually have that space in your head to connect to your inner voice. For sure. And I think like turning off your phone is a really big thing too because we're so, uh, we have all this stimuli coming in from other things and other people. So even just like putting your phone on airplane mode or turning it off and just like being with yourself for even just five minutes, like 10 minutes and just see what comes up, you know, so that it's the things that are coming into your mind are from you rather than um, thoughts or like influences from other people, you know, which can be positive as well. But in in this context, it's really good to just separate and, and be on your own and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. So I guess the last question to kind of wrap this up is talking about those four um, phases of being a woman. I guess what would you be your final thoughts to say to the listeners right now about that? I think just that like there's a beautiful divine reason why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and it's not to be 
like shunned or pushed away or pushed down, but rather to be honored. You know, every phase that we go through, every mood that we feel is a gift if we allow it to be. Um, And to just step back and check in with yourself and see, you know, what sort of divine archetype am I embodying today? And to see it as that, to see it as divine, you know, and, uh, and, and live from that. I think that's really the basic thing. And uh, yeah, it's just, you're validated, you know, um, you're divine in all of your phases and all of your moods. Mm-hmm. Well, While you were talking too, I envisioned your paintings that mm-hmm. you have on your Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Soul Key, right? How can people yeah, so find you? My art Instagram is at Soul Key Art. Um, so you can find me there. I'm currently working on getting everything up on Etsy. So uh, right now, it's just um, if you're interested in a print or anything like this. Um, or like a tarot reading, an arts-based tarot reading, um, to just message me on my Instagram account. And uh, yeah, follow along for updates on the Etsy shop. And I've been posting a lot of process process pictures of my current series, which is an astrology series. So yeah. Ooh, we love astrology. Yeah. Um, Do you have prints of your female archetypes? Yeah, so I'm making them right now, um, just trying to find the best uh, printer for them so that they can be affordable and accessible um, and still really good quality. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I so I'm having those images for people too, and just seeing them every day is like a good reminder of those archetypes. And like yeah. your paintings are amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, and- I'm going to turn them into like affirmation sort of um, cards or posters as well to have like embodiment practices for each one. Like Sam, you were asking how like to connect to each one, especially when you're not sure where you are in your in your cycle. Um, I'm going to yeah make prints with embodiment practices and affirmations for each one. So it's easier to connect with them. But yeah. we'll have to watch out for those and check up you on your Instagram daily because I, once those are prints are made i'd love to get yeah before to kind of put up and see every day absolutely i'll be selling them as like a package um as well as individually so perfect Lovely. well yeah. kayla thank you so much for coming on stumbling along today it was amazing to have you as a guest yeah thanks so much guys i love what you're doing oh thank you